to read. He has run out of, I was taking a breath back. To, I was getting like labored because he was holding that note off. I'm like, breathe, sir, breathe. And, uh, but he made it all the way to the end. Uh, and so that's good. Amen. Thank you for that. Philippians chapter number one uh, today, uh, back into our theme text for the year. And I've entitled this morning's message, uh, Our Duty uh, to the King. While you're making your way there, uh, this is not a commercial or whatever, but uh, this is, um, as that conference, Amy and I, this week at Intercessor uh, Prayer uh, Conference in Bend, Oregon with uh, Brother Beckham, uh, Brother Shadbach. Many of you have not met Brother Shadbach. Uh, he pastors in uh, California, uh, and uh, he uh, has been working with Brother Beckham, for, I think, for 18 years, I think, uh, when it comes to the intercessor meeting. Pray for them and uh, uh, for Brother Beckham in particular. He's always uh, having health issues and was uh, this week as well at the meeting. Uh, but saying all that to uh, talk about uh, just for a second, because it kind of tends to my title and why we're back uh, in our text verse and why we're going to look at it the way that, uh, that we do. Uh, Brother Shadbach, um, he's a, a very smart uh, guy, and uh, he uh, has written several different books. He has, it's kind of, uh, I think it's corny, but uh, down in California, there's a podcast, and it's, he has a podcast that's called The Brain Masseur. And, uh, and so basically, he's massaged, he, he's mis- call in, listen to his show, he massages your brain. And that's really kind of how I felt uh, the whole week went uh, down there with him. Uh, my brain actually felt like it hurt. Uh, it was being worked so much. Uh, but uh, so he's, uh, he writes this book, he wrote this book uh, called God's War. Uh, and uh, this is the case for Christian involvement in every sphere of life on the earth. It says God's War, Why Christians Should Rule the World. Uh, and, uh, and has uh, some great takes about prophecy. In fact, uh, if, um, if you like prophecy, uh, I've had one person was asking me lots of questions about prophecy. Uh, I said to them, I gave them this book, a copy of this book, and I said, don't ask me another question until you read this book. Uh, and they haven't asked me another question, so I don't think they finished the book because uh, I don't have the book back. Uh, and uh, so I bought another one uh, this week, so nobody can borrow this uh, because I don't get them back. Uh, but if you want to get this book, you certainly can. Uh, but in here, um, uh, one of the things that he brings out is our, when we get saved, there's a lot of things that happen, all right? Transactionally, uh, there's justification. Um, the righteousness of Christ is applied to our life, and uh, we, our body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, he got into uh, all, all kinds of different things about, um, with, with the Hebrew word Zoe, and, and, uh, and what was the other one? Remember? What is it? She, can't, she can probably remember, I can't hear. But anyways, he was talking about the flesh and the spirit, our body, and all the things that take place in salvation. When we get saved, the Bible says we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, we're placed, our, our bodies are hid in Christ. And not to get all into all of that, you need to get the book. He talked about the fact that when we get saved, we become kings and priests. Uh, so when you look at end time prophecy, we know that, uh, that during the millennial reign, uh, we'll rule and reign with him. Uh, but a take that many Christians have, which uh, while right now is to not get involved uh, in everything from politics to, you know, to whatever, uh, we want to live a quiet, peaceable life and we want to be able to live for the Lord uh, and not have 
um, uh, the overreach uh, of our government, uh, and uh, which we have seen in recent years with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And, and in fact, we got people, we got people out with COVID uh, even today. Uh, it could be that balloon was sprinkling COVID dust. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm probably not. Uh, but uh, it kind of, the, you know that it came from China, right? Uh, and uh, anyways, I'll throw that all out there. Uh, but um, there is a, uh, we should be involved in those things. I think you should vote. I think you should, uh, all of that. Uh, we are uh, to be loyal to uh, our Heavenly Father. He's our King. And uh, when we got saved, we're seated together in a heavenly place in Christ Jesus. So we're ambassadors. Uh, there's an idea, like in politics, uh, somebody, basically, if your guy's running uh, for president, uh, you give all kinds of money and you donate uh, to the cause and, and everything else. And then when they get elected, uh, then you get an ambassadorship. Uh, maybe you get to, there's a place that you want to go and spend some time, let's say, you know, ambassador to France. And so you can go there and, and, uh, and have uh, pastries every day uh, and, uh, and drink lattes and all that kind of stuff. And you kind of can work your way into that. Uh, but when you get saved, um, you're, you, you're made an ambassador. You're an ambassador of Christ. And we know uh, that we're a pilgrim. Uh, this, we're just passing through. Uh, our home is in heaven. Uh, physically, I'm a citizen of the United States of America. Uh, but spiritually, I'm a citizen of heaven. And so are you uh, if you're saved today. Can I get an amen there? Uh, and, uh, and with that thought, uh, it's, it's more than just God keeping us from hell when we get saved. Um, you are robbing yourself of so many blessings uh, by not getting into the Word of God and seeing all of the things that God does for us and gives us in this life. Not just the life to come, and I'm looking forward to that time, uh, but uh, the life that we get to live here, um, we have a lot of blessed privileges. There's a part of me as a, uh, knowing that in my heart, in my mind, I'm saved. Uh, I am a, a priest and a king, according to the word of God. Um, I, don't, I don't go like, you know, if, I, if my steak comes out wrong at the restaurant, I don't go, do you know who I am? Uh, you know, I'm the king of Puyallup or whatever. Uh, we had faculty, some pastors from Salem, Oregon uh, that were at the meeting. I said, I, after I said, you know, you're the king of Salem. Uh, and uh, it's in the Bible. Uh, and, but, um, or uh, you ever heard somebody say, you know, do you know who my dad is? Uh, and um, I, I heard somebody say that one time, do you know who my dad is? And they go, well, your mom didn't tell you? And, uh, and I've, been, I've been waiting for an opportunity to use that, and I, and I still haven't. Uh, but you've heard that. And there's a part of me that wants to say, hey, do you know who my dad is? Uh, he is my heavenly father. And, uh, and I'm a king and I'm a priest, which leads to this part. And I want to read it. And we'll begin reading in our text, and you can remain seated this morning. In verse number 17, the Bible says in Philippians 1, verse number 17, it says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is uh, to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having this same conflict which ye saw in me, 
and now here to be in me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you help me as I preach this message this morning. Speak to our hearts, please, and in Jesus' name, uh, amen. Uh, Paul, as we've preached in previous weeks, and we are spending time in the book of Philippians on Wednesday night, going verse by verse through it, and uh, do want to encourage you to be here on Wednesday night, uh, and uh, preaching uh, from this theme. And each of these points uh, that I'm going to give today are points that we'll uh, break down and will become uh, really a message uh, in weeks to come, each and every one of them. Uh, but Paul, as we stressed last week, in his desire to live for Christ and our desire to live for Christ, not just that dying is gain. Uh, he was torn between the two. He knew that heaven was going to be better, uh, but, uh, but uh, he knew that being here and staying here was better for the church at Philippi and everyone else. Uh, and the emphasis was really about living for Christ. Uh, heaven is a wonderful place, and we should all look forward. Tomorrow, uh, we're having a memorial here uh, for someone. Uh, the gospel will be given, uh, and uh, hopefully people will trust in Christ as their personal Lord and Savior uh, so that heaven would be their home. You can know. Uh, in fact, the Word of God says, These things I've written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, it's not just hope so, and, uh, and uh, we have a no-so salvation uh, if you believe uh, the Bible. Uh, but heaven is the goal. We want people to get to heaven. Uh, but I don't, want, I don't want for me and I don't want for you or for anybody that get, gets saved, if the Lord allows that tomorrow, uh, to just um, you know, punch that ticket, if you will, uh, and then that, that is it. Um, we are blessed uh, to be um, you know, left here, uh, to live and to, and to serve Him. Uh, it is a privilege to be an ambassador uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. But with an ambassadorship uh, comes duty. Uh, we have a duty to, um, uh, by the way, I think you have a duty to your country, the United States of America. Amen. All right. Uh, and uh, the exercise of that duty uh, is, um, does not take away uh, from or shouldn't from your loyalty to heaven. All right. Uh, and I know that that's kind of a thing. Uh, people get upset. They don't say the Pledge of Allegiance or, you know, um, they, they treat Independence Day like some people treat Halloween. Uh, and uh, they just don't want to have any part. We shouldn't have any loyalties. You're a dual citizen. Uh, you're a citizen of heaven. You're a citizen of the United States of America. If you are, you might be a citizen of another, of another country, but you have duties to that. And I think when you travel abroad, uh, knowing that uh, some people just don't like Americans because uh, we show up and, uh, and we're, feel entitled, um, realize that. You know, don't ruin it for the next American <laughs> uh, that comes behind you. Uh, so be mindful uh, that you represent America. We represent heaven. Uh, we also represent our churches. We represent our families, right? There's a lot of things that we represent in our life. You represent your alma mater. Uh, you know, you represent your employer. In fact, um, uh, there are more people losing their jobs uh, for the ways that they behave outside of their jobs, then Christians lose their church membership for how they believe uh, and behave outside of their churches. Think about it. And um, you say, well, when I'm on my time, it's my time. Uh, that won't, you won't keep your job <laughs> if you don't live uh, in a way that lines up with your employer's values. All right? And, uh, and so don't get on churches and pastors for saying you ought to live uh, like a heavenly citizen and represent Christ well uh, and, uh, because, uh, because people tow the line uh, for money <laughs> that they won't tow uh, sometimes uh, for uh, their Savior. So he was torn between the two places. 
there was a, a, a desire to be in heaven. There was a desire to be here. Uh, and he says there was a strait betwixt uh, the two. He longed to lay aside the body of the flesh uh, and departing to be in the presence of the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be in the presence uh, of the Lord. However, the work of God uh, had called, that God had called him to do was not complete, and the Lord said uh, that he's going to stay. Uh, and he said he had a confidence in verse number 25 uh, that, uh, that he was going uh, to be seeing them. But, so what are, if, as I consider the text of, keep, you know, of, uh, of Paul here to the Philippians, uh, and he starts talking about, an ambassadorship. You say, how do, we, how do we know that? Because that word conversation, uh, if uh, you're to look that up uh, in the Bible, it has this sense of to, be, you know, to behave as, as a citizen. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, in fact, the Greek word, I'll, I'll mispronounce it, uh, polit you uh, amahi, so where we get the word uh, politics uh, from. Uh, it means only let our conversation be as it becoming the gospel of Christ. He's talking to them as representing themselves as a citizen of heaven. Now, why that is important uh, is that Philippi was a colony of Rome. Uh, we've been talking about that, so I won't spend much time on it. But as a Roman colony, it, in fact, people considered Philippi to be uh, uh, mini-Rome. Uh, it, uh, they, they spoke in Latin. They, they dressed like uh, Romans. So if you can think of um, what that all looks like from your mind and what you've seen, you know, whether it's centurions or uh, you know, the robes and, and all that kind of stuff, how they dressed, how they spoke, what they did, it was, they, it was Rome. And, and the people at Philippi, it didn't matter who they were, as a citizen uh, of Philippi uh, and a colony of Rome, uh, that, was, that was a big deal. Um, people then, um, as in a comparison, a, uh, an American passport is the most desired passport uh, for people to have. Um, uh, people are still coming to America uh, by the millions <laughs> uh, because uh, people want to be uh, in America, uh, pursue um, uh, a better life, all the reasons that they would come. Um, as an American citizen, um, and with that American passport, uh, as uh, I've traveled, I, I watch people, like even on the plane. Uh, one time I was flying from, uh, from Sri Lanka uh, up to Bangalore, India, uh, and I was in the middle seat, uh, and, uh, and to my left uh, was a, uh, a Muslim man, uh, and to the right of me was another Muslim man. And, uh, and so when I took out my Bible uh, and my American passport and I stuck it, uh, right there in that middle seat, um, they physically reacted um, to uh, to all of that, and uh, and to me, I'm like I'm like proud of it. I'm I'm thankful I'm an American. Uh, I'm thankful for my citizenship, uh, and uh, and so as I go abroad, um, I, I remember this. A part of me is like, yes, you know, um, I'm I'm thankful, especially when you see all the goings on in different places. As messed up as America is, it's still the best place in the world to live, all right? And, uh, but, um, but I'm also uh, an ambassador for Christ. In fact, sometimes when people on an airplane, they ask me what I do, uh, I'll mess with them. I say, well, I work for the biggest company in the world. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, and, uh, you know, just start, I mean, this whole time, I'm, I'm running up to the point where I, you know, I got them. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, an, well, I'm an ambassador, Ambassador, really. I remember one time we had missionaries to Haiti. We put them up in this nice place or whatever uh, for a couple days. They thought 
ambassador to Haiti. So they had rolled out the red carpet uh, and everything else, and I wasn't going to tell them uh, and, uh, because I thought it was awesome the way they were going to treat them. But you can be like, you know, um, you know what do you do? Well, I'm an, I'm an ambassador. I'm, tra- I'm traveling for my nation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it, it's true, uh, it, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to own up to the reality of it at some point uh, in the conversation, uh, but, uh, but we represent. So it's, the, it's the, the conversation, only that your conversation, he's telling the people at Philippi who love their Roman citizenship, um, who dressed like the Romans, talked like the Romans, did what Romans did, uh, he said that the most important thing that you can do only uh, is to let your conversation uh, be as becoming the gospel of Christ. More important than your Roman citizenship and something uh, that, you know, as an American, as a, uh, you know, I want to, you know, uh, wave my flag um, and wave it high, and I'm thankful for that. But more important, okay, for those of you who don't think that you should love America, more important than your American uh, citizenship is your heavenly citizenship. All right. So right out of the gate, God sets that straight with them and also with us uh, that, it's, that it is vital. So what is he saying? If you are going to represent your king, uh, King Jesus, uh, you, you need to set aside uh, certain um, responsibilities and, uh, and expectations uh, and, uh, because you represent uh, Christ. And so several of those responsibilities are laid out for us in this text. So if you're saved today, you are an ambassador, whether you, whether you want to be uh, or, or don't want to be. So let's get that straight. You are an ambassador. You didn't have to pay money to get it. <laughs> uh, you were given that uh, through salvation. You're a priest, a king, an ambassador. Read his book. It'll help you out. Uh, Brother Shadbach's book and God's book, uh, and, uh, and it will help you to understand that. So, so the first thing that he says in verse number 27 is that as an ambassador, as a representative of heaven, uh, your duty to the Lord is to be a conscious witness uh, of that very fact. Our conversation uh, is to be appropriate and worthy of the gospel of Christ. Uh, and uh, to understand uh, that our conversion uh, involves far more than the words that we speak. Uh, and uh, this text is dealing uh, with a much, uh, it's, it's, it's more than just a profession of faith. Uh, it, it, we, have to, we have to talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, our, our life, we're to behave as citizens of heaven. Uh, I won't get into it for sake of time because I've got several other points, uh, but one of the biggest deterrents for lot two lost people uh, uh, concerning the gospel is they see um, the representative, uh, representatives of heaven, they see how we behave. In fact, look over just in chapter number uh, two, look at verse number 15. Uh, and, and by the way, when we say the gospel, uh, becoming the gospel of, of Christ, uh, he, he tells them how to do that in chapter number two. He says, let nothing be done in strife and vainglory. He lays out the case and he gives us really the gospel, the life of Christ in several verses from his birth uh, to his ascension uh, in verse number six, all the way down uh, through verse number uh, 12. And then he says this in verse 15, that ye may be blameless and harmless, 
the sons of God. And by the way, uh, you are joint heirs with not just kings and priests, joint heirs with Christ. Sons of God. You're part of the family of God. You are a peculiar people uh, set apart. You have so much in Christ, not just I'm going to heaven, I'm not going to hell. Um, It's it's more involved than that. In, In fact, it takes sometimes in our life for someone to remind you of who you are. Um, it, might be, it might be a parent uh, that says, you're, you know, you're a Johnson or you're a Reno, you're whatever, uh, and to remind you that um, you don't behave that way. Uh, we, don't, we don't, that's not what we're for. Uh, and it takes that same type of reminding uh, for us as Christians to say, you're all these things in Christ Jesus. Uh, and uh, and you, need to, you need to live worthy of that. And when, we, and when we begin to talk about that, that's when Christians check out. Because they don't, they don't, want, they don't want standards. They don't want rules. They don't want, uh, you know, uh, rules of conduct and behavior. Um, we, we don't want any of that. We don't like being told what to do. Uh, and, and I get it and I understand that. Uh, but you've been given a job and a responsibility and a duty as an ambassador for Christ. Uh, and uh, and you've got to line up with the values of, of the, of the uh, kingdom that you represent. Um, and, and, and by the way, our Western American values, in many ways, are a far cry uh, from biblical ones. Uh, and uh, so where, where my, my values as a free citizen of the United States of America and what that uh, emboldens me to do and to live... They need to come in line with uh, my heavenly citizenship. Uh, and I always got to remember that I represent uh, my heavenly king more than anything else uh, in this world. Uh, and uh, so we've got to walk the walk. That word conversation is a political term. I talked about that. It speaks of conduct, of uh, behavior of citizens. Uh, the citizens of heaven need to keep close uh, ties to Christ um, regarding. Now, remember, these Philippian Saved Christians uh, in Rome, look like Rome, talk like Rome, act like Rome. Rome at that time was under the, um, uh, the lead of which evil, wicked emperor? Nero, all right? And uh, so um, he's saying, you don't represent Nero. Nero was an absolute evil, wicked heathen. Um, you represent your heavenly father. And that needs to be what you're all about. Um, but, he's, but when you make application to that, it's like, how do I represent my heavenly kingdom uh, as an ambassador? Uh, well, um, I, uh, I got to talk like, I, like I'm a heavenly citizen. Uh, I need to look like, I need to, I need to follow the customs. Uh, uh, I need to allow no, no infiltration of any other outside influences uh, my conduct and my behavior needs to be becoming uh, a, a heavenly citizen. That's what Paul is telling them. They got it. They understood it. Um, in, in, in the same way, we should also, uh, because m- most Americans, uh, again, with all of our complaints, uh, we still have uh, a, uh, a, an American pride uh, that is present uh, and that we, again, with that passport and all of that, uh, so when, when God says to me as an American Christian, uh, I'm to represent heaven and not America, um, I could have the same type of pushback to that as did the Philippian Christians in Rome, those Roman citizens. Are you with me? 
Um, but more important than that is my heavenly citizenship. We need to display uh, that conscious witness in regard to our citizenship. Uh, a Christian life involves much more than talking the talk. Uh, we need to be fanatical um, loyalists to our heavenly king. Uh, and that means anything that we want to do outside of, uh, of our representation of him uh, needs to be subordinated to uh, our citizenship uh, in heaven. Everywhere I go and whatever I do, I'm an ambassador of the King of Kings. I'm not here to promote my agenda or represent myself, but to serve the King. This morning, uh, when I came in, and uh, apparently this had happened sometime yesterday, uh, somebody did whippies all in the back grass and tore everything to pieces. And, uh, and uh, it's why we can't have nice things around here. Uh, and uh, it seems like uh, there's always something that happens. So uh, when uh, uh, so I, I kind of like last night, not very much sleep, and uh, and uh, got up and just kind of getting everything straight and uh, and uh, to get ready to come in today. And so I'm coming in. I got Christian radio uh, playing. Uh, you know, my King is known by love. As I'm pulling in the parking lot, and I get out of the car and I grab my Bible. Man, this is going to be a great. This is the this is the uh, the day that the Lord hath made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Are you following me? And then I'm like, what is this dirt all over on the blacktop? And I'm like, oh no. And I turn around and look, completely destroyed in the back. And immediately, um, my good day turned into a bad day. And uh, and so it took probably another um, hour. Uh, to kind of wrap my mind around it. I, I went from, like, uh, they need to be destroyed, whoever did that, <laughs> uh, to, you know, the Holy Spirit's like, there's somebody that Jesus died for. And I'm like, yes, I know, Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, and you wrestle with the Lord. It's like, you know, we're supposed to hate the sin and love the sinner. And so I went from, like, I'm going to hunt them down and kill them uh, to I need to pray for them. Are you following me? I need to, and, and, uh, and to do that. Uh, because um, I'm going to run the plates. Uh, and I'm going to go to their house, I'm going to knock on the door uh, and just say, we've got you on video. It was your kids with your car, you know, tearing up the place. Can you come fix it and clean it up? Uh, and, uh, and I need to know when I knock on that door, um, the, the, the Reno in me uh, wants to uh, attack and, uh, and drag them over here and like rub their nose in it, you know, uh, and uh, just kind of what, but I'm an ambassador for, for Christ. So I have to put to the front who I represent um, on someone's doorstep, at a table in a restaurant, in line at the DMV, uh, because I represent uh, another kingdom. And I don't want to bring, bring a reproach upon that kingdom. Um, this, you know, uh, again, I want, uh, I think people should respect the house of God and whatever, and it's usually kids that do stuff like that, and I get it, I understand all that. Uh, and, uh, and we want to react in our flesh, uh, but we need to say, no, this is, this is what, what, would my, what would my king want me to do? And that's how I need to, need to represent uh, that uh, and, uh, when I knock on that door. So he says, uh, as a, an ambassador, uh, you need to have uh, a, a conscious witness and understanding uh, that you are representing God. Uh, but then he says also in verse number 27, he says this, and whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, our theme uh, for this year. Not only does, as an ambassador, does God want us to have a 
uh, conscious witness, uh, but he also wants us to have a consistent life. We need to be consistent with it. Um, he says, whether I come and see you or else be absent. Paul wrote, remember, Paul wrote this letter from a prison cell uh, and uh, to the church at Philippi. They were dear to his heart. He loved them for all the reasons we've talked about. Uh, and he says, I'm glad to hear uh, that in my absence, you're still sticking to the stuff. Uh, and Paul had no way of knowing uh, whether he would uh, see them again, uh, and he wanted to communicate to them that whether he did see them or not, he desired to hear good things about them. Um, they had an obligation to their heavenly king to continue in the faith with or without Paul. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, a way that we can um, make an analogy or a comparison or whatever um, well, there's that expression that says, when dad's away, the kids will play. Uh, or like pastors apply that to themselves, when pastor's away, the kids will play. Uh, you know, I want to, uh, if when I'm out of town on a Wednesday night, uh, preaching out or at a conference, um, I just, I want to hear that you're faithful. Um, that, you're, that you're doing, you're in church and you're in your place and that you're not skipping. Um, I, and you say, you know, does the opposite happen? Yes. In fact, I had uh, at one point, um, you know, uh, I got a, a text from a pastor and said, these people uh, were in our church today uh, and uh, they said, you're out of town. And so they thought they would visit. And they no longer come to church here. Um, and, uh, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's, it's just when, and again, you can serve God in anywhere in different churches. Please don't misunderstand me. Uh, but uh, as a pastor, that's, I, I want to hear that you're, you're staying true and you're staying faithful to, uh, to the Lord and to his house and to the word of God. Uh, and you need to have not just a, a life that you live on Sunday, but a life that you live that's consistent throughout every day of the week. As Christ's ambassadors, we need a consistent life. We are his representatives unto the world. I will have no influence on the world without consistency. And uh, our, Lord, our Lord is faithful and true. He doesn't waver. We need to have faith uh, that is unwavering, uh, and, uh, and He deserves that. Uh, he deserves um, ambassadors that are consistent, that you're the same on Sunday as you are on Monday uh, throughout the week, same on the job uh, as you are on vacation, uh, and, uh, and there isn't a time uh, in your 24 hours a day uh, that, you're, that you do not represent your heavenly king. Uh, and it needs to be on the front of our mind. The things that you say, the, the things that you do, the places you go, uh, all of those things um, are... Like, like I, I, I kid about not having you know, a, a, a sticker for our cars. You know, we have the, all the, the cups and the different things. Or you know, uh, we have our, our logo and the, our growing in the word as a theme. I don't want you to have. I, I don't want to have a bumper sticker that that says Breen Baptist." Follow me to Breen Baptist Church, growing in the Word on my car uh, because um, I speed. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I, I got a lead foot, and uh, and and what I'm what I'm saying is I don't want I don't want something that identifies with me as an ambassador of Breen Baptist Church uh, when I'm driving my car too fast. Are you follow me? But we apply that to all kinds of things. Uh, or could in our lives uh, in the way that we misrepresent uh, uh, and we're inconsistent. I just share mine with you because I'm in the pulpit. Uh, and, uh, and if you were to share uh, yours, um, there would probably be way more. Uh, and uh, I, I, I don't, I'm just going to go with that. If we're going to be effective, we've got to be consistent. 
We can't live one way. Uh, God says, therefore, my, dearly, uh, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding uh, in the work of the Lord for as much as we know our labor is not in vain in the Lord. An inconsistent Christian never builds up the church, never builds up other Christians. Um, they, they, they do not represent um, uh, their heavenly father well. Um, don't, don't wear the, you know, if we had, you know, Berean Baptist t-shirts, don't, don't wear it and, and act a fool in the grocery store. Because, because you, you represent more than yourself. But beyond church and beyond me and beyond one another as our church membership, we represent Christ. He wants to have the consistent life. Also a confident faith in verse 27. He says that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the, for the gospel. Uh, and uh, Paul, of course, wrote most of our New Testament under inspiration. Uh, he was well aware of the saving power uh, of Jesus. Uh, if ever a man lived uh, whom the world would have denied that power, it would be a man like Paul when he was Saul. Uh, murderous, um, you know, he is killing Christians before the Lord saved him. Uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, his salvation wasn't secured by uh, merit or good works. Uh, he was a murderer on his way to murder uh, and God met him on that road to Damascus and gloriously saved him and changed him. Uh, and, uh, and, and we need to share that same confidence that Paul had. There is no other gospel. There's no other name uh, whereby men must be saved. We have the truth in the gospel. It's the power. It's Jesus alone and through him that we're redeemed. It's not, it's not a church. It's not a religion. Uh, it, it isn't any of that. It's only through Jesus. And so we're to have a confident faith. I can't, I can't fully explain what Jesus did for me, uh, but I know um, um, from his word what he says he has done. Uh, and there's a transformation uh, that takes place. Uh, and, uh, and that needs to be something that we uh, are confident in. Uh, I'm seated together in heavenly places. I am accepted in the beloved. Uh, I've been washed by the blood of the lamb. Uh, my sins are forgiven. Uh, and, uh, and I have a home in heaven. I know that based on the promise of God's word. Do I fail him? Yes. Uh, and, uh, and I'm thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for his mercy. Uh, but I have 100%, 150%, whatever. You can go as high as you want, confidence in the word of God. And I know that if I breathe my last breath uh, on this earth, uh, I'm going to leave this body and be in his presence uh, because of what he did on Calvary. And I have confidence in that. But when someone talks to me about the confidence that they're going to place in the church or the confidence that they place uh, in themselves or their confidence in anything else, uh, I have a duty uh, as an ambassador for Christ to give them the gospel uh, and to tell them that they should have zero confidence in the flesh and zero confidence uh, in their church. Only in the finished work of Jesus, I have a confident faith and I have to have it as an ambassador. I represent him. And, uh, and I just, you know... It bothers me when we have ambassadors for America that, that, that um, cower down uh, in their duties uh, in another country. Um, I, you know, I want them to stand up, and I want, I want them to stand up for what we believe in. And unfortunately, um, America is pretty confused about what we believe in. Uh, but, but, you know, um, historically, uh, what we should... Number four, he wants us to have a cooperative spirit in 27. Uh, he says, stand fast, one spirit, one mind, uh, and, uh, and striving together for the faith of the gospel. Um, Paul had certainly met many um, along his, the way who were striving against the gospel. 
we're just talking about that in Sunday school in the book of Acts. And, um, uh, but um, there, there's, there's, more, there's more than enough opposition from the world. There should be, there, there's no place for it amongst Christians. Um, God uh, places a, a huge premium on unity in the Bible. Uh, we've spoke to that. He wants us to have a cooperative spirit. Uh, Paul urged the spirit of unity, uh, that phrase striving together um, to them, just like the one he said as becoming the gospel of Christ, their conversation, they understood it. When he talked about striving, it had this, this uh, sense to it of, of, of working together. or over, It's an athletic type of an analogy that he was giving them. Um, they, uh, what did the Romans, uh, what was the spectacle that they always looked to and watched? Gladiators and Colosseums, and and so so he uh, he would use uh, language that helped them uh, to understand the truths uh, that he was that he was preaching. Uh, we need unity, uh, and uh, and Paul deals with that in great detail uh, throughout his letters. And then uh, the last one this morning, uh, as uh, well, two more. I'll give them to you fast. Um, he wants us to take a courageous stand, standing, uh, standing fast. Um, that in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Uh, and the, the, early, the early church faced terrible adversity, terrible persecution. Um, we're afraid to give a gospel tract to a barista for fear of what they might say and do. And by the way, you know, it could be like, oh, and they tear them up in your face, and I've had all that kind of stuff happen, throw them back at you. Uh, I'm not interested uh, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, I've had every, every reaction under the sun. Uh, and again, because we're out of time, I, I, you know, it's kind of like the, the meaner they are to me, uh, the more blessed I am when it comes down to it. I'm just like, I, I want to say, do you know who my father is? <laughs> you know, uh, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, 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 I, but I know um, that, that their disservice to me uh, in those moments, uh, is a blessing to me um, in the spiritual realm uh, because of the of the promise of God, and uh, and so there's you know I, I would almost feel bad if everybody was receptive all the time. I'm like, can I can't I get a some persecution, <laughs> uh, you know, some some negative comments because because uh, I know that God's chalking it up for me uh, in my heavenly account. Uh, but uh, God wants us to stand to have a. He said, "Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, be, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth uh, go with thee. Uh, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Uh, and the the church needs to stand fast in adversity. We we've not known adversity like they've known adversity. I get that." And, uh, but when it comes, as, as an ambassador for Christ, God wants you to take a courageous stand. He wants you to endure hardness as a good soldier. Um, he, he, he wants you to, uh, to, to, to stand up for truth uh, and against that, uh, which would ultimately, in these verses, lead to the last one, and that is complete obedience. In verses 29 and 30, um, God it says, for unto you is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also uh, to suffer for uh, his sake. Uh, as we consider the last of uh, the responsibilities in this list, um, uh, I've got to remind you again that an ambassador is a servant of the king. Um, we're, we're called to service, and that service is at his leisure. Uh, and uh, the work that we're called to do uh, may not always 
um, appeal to the flesh. It, it might not be something, you know, that you want to do. It's not something you want to go through. Uh, but when your king says, go, you go. Uh, and, uh, and that's just how we have to, we have to view it. Um, if, uh, to me, one of the most blessed privileges that a, a person can have as a, as a Christian, as an ambassador, is to represent God on a foreign field. Uh, and, and, uh, but, but can you imagine? Somebody's like, you know, uh, I'm a priest and I'm a king and I love the Lord. I'm living for him. And they're, they're, they're bringing down six figures uh, at their job and they got, uh, they're vested and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then God says, I want you to sell your house and, you know, your cars and whatever and, and go to Papua New Guinea. And, and, and how much we fight and reason and wrestle with God about those decisions. You've heard missionaries all the time say, you know, um, recently Brother Helms, like, you know, uh, he didn't, you know, how's God going to use me? Um, but when our, when our king says, I want you to go, as a Christian, we're like, on my way. And we shouldn't even think twice about it. Uh, because of uh, who we are. Uh, our faith must include total obedience uh, to the Lord. Uh, there may come a time uh, when, when you and I are called uh, upon to suffer for the Lord, uh, and, uh, and we need, um, in fact, Jesus said, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that you may sift you as wheat, but I have prepared for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Uh, our service unto the Lord um, cannot be dictated by circumstances, uh, and uh, we're called to serve each day, uh, whatever that day may bring. So this, this morning, it's like, you know, God is so good. He's so good to me. What is that? Arr. You know, ripping up stuff, and it's like, you know, Pierce County, you know, just people are crazy. And, and, it's, and I went to like, it's just, nothing's ever going to get better, right? Because that's where, that's where we go naturally. It's getting worse. When God says it's going to get worse. And, uh, and, and it's like, you know, um, I mean, people, like when I go places and, and, and they say, where are you from? And I tell them, you know, and uh, sometimes they're like, ooh, kind of like it's bad up there. People ask me, like, how's, how's Chaz going for you? You know, and all the different stuff with all the, the politics and whatever. And it's like, it's got to be hard living. It's got to be hard living out there. Um, but the Bible says, remember verse number 15, chapter number 2, uh, that you may blame us and harm us as sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom, you, uh, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. The darker the night, the brighter the light. And, and God needs Christians. It's not just churches are lighthouses, but you are a light that shines in, a, in, a, in the midst of a cro- crooked and a perverse nation. That's how you represent your king. I'm, I'm light. Now, you know, um, I, I don't recommend that you just walk around with your chest puffed out and telling everybody, you know, here comes, here comes the king. Here comes the amb- however, priest, king, ambassador, however you want, son of God, joint heirs with Christ. Um, but you got you to gotta know it and you got to behave like it. And, uh, and so... Um, you know, 
uh, I, I wouldn't mind if, you know, as we think about last year's and holding each other accountable and provoking one another in love and good works, and uh, you see another child of God acting, acting like they shouldn't act, you say, hey, kings don't act like that. Not, not, not that from that kingdom. Kings on this earth lie and cheat and steal and connive, and, and, uh, and there's not a one of them. doesn't matter if there's an R in front of their name or a D in front of their name. Uh, I don't trust them. Um, but um, I've got nothing bad to say about my king. It's all good. And, um, and he deserves people to represent him um, because of that. And so you are. All right, you're not signing up for it. Hey, is this like is this multiple choice? Uh, do I can I can I get out of this uh, this job assignment? No. You are an ambassador, and uh, and always remember that wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whatever response uh, that uh, um, that your ambassadorship needs to come to the forefront, and you represent your king because it's your duty uh, as an ambassador. Let's all stand. Uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed today. and.